after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, where we read, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen, when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Very, very, very excited about Christmas. There's a picture of me looking, I hope, particularly <laughs> excited about Christmas. I love Christmas, and there are many reasons why I really like Christmas, principally because so many of my very favorite things all happen on exactly the same day. (laughs) It's great. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, Let's go through some of the things that I really enjoy, that I think that some of you will really enjoy. Can you guess what they are? Here's our first one. Now, what do you think that is? Who is that? Family. Well done. Family and friends. Here, have a Mars bar. Brilliant. That's how it's done. Keep track. Great. Family and friends. Absolutely. Family and friends are great. And this is my family over here. This picture was taken not but two days ago. So they've all come around to visit for Christmas. It's very exciting. We like having family and friends around. Uh, And we also have an extra little person this year. This makes it very exciting. This makes Christmas uber exciting. Can you remember his name? Toby. Well done. Well done, Jess. Right, Toby, yes, indeed, that's little Toby. So he's made an entrance, which makes Christmas a whole lot more interesting than it otherwise might be. Brilliant, so we have friends and family. Now, what else do we have at Christmas? Let's have a look. Aha, ha. Oh, games. Very good, well done. Games, board games. Christmas is the one time in the year where you and your family will play one board game to death and then never touch it again for the whole of the year. It's very exciting. I love playing board games that can get, in our household, incredibly competitive. The girls won Trivial Pursuit yesterday, which is incredibly annoying. But uh, that's okay. Okay, what else do we enjoy about Christmas? Let's have a look at something else. Ooh, can you all quite see that? What do you think? What do we think? What do we think? 
Food. You're absolutely right. I adore food, especially at Christmas, because there seems to be an awful lot more of it than at any other time in the year. And Mum has come all the way up from London just to cook for us for Christmas, which is very, very nice. And you will love your parents' cooking, don't you, at Christmas? It's really good. I love Christmas food. Now, what else? What else do we thoroughly enjoy about Christmas? What do we think? Oh, what do we think? Presents. Presents. Now, we haven't quite opened all our presents yet, but we, I have opened my stocking from Jen. Have some of you opened some of your presents? I think I can see some presents. Great. Well done. Good move. I have some amazing Christmas socks. You got a present? That's amazing. Got some amazing Christmas socks, which Jen gave to me this morning, which I then put on so I could show you. We love Christmas presents, and all these things make us really excited about Christmas. And do you remember last week, how many of you were here on Sunday last week? Were a few of you here on Sunday? Great. I wonder if you can remember that we were looking at what God gives to us at Christmas as a Christmas present. Do you remember we were looking at that? Who, who do you think, what does God give us as a Christmas present? A saviour. Very, very good. He gives us Jesus Christ, who is a saviour. Now, can you remember, that means that God has sent us a rescuer. Someone to rescue us from the hurt and the wrong and the bad things that we do. What else has God given us as himself? Very, very good. One of buddy. God has given us himself in the form of Jesus as a baby at Christmas in a manger. And do you remember, his name is Emmanuel... Can anyone who is really clever tell me what that means? Very close. God's with us. Brilliant, brilliant. You'll have another opportunity later, buddy. Good. God with us. So God has given us himself in Jesus so that he is with us all the time. Isn't that incredible? However, today we are learning about something else that God has given us as a gift in Jesus Christ. And that is that he has given us Jesus, who is a king for all people. He has given us a king for all people. Now, what does the passage that we looked at today tell us about Jesus being a king for all people? Now, before we get there, we're going to play a game. This is another opportunity for you to win more sweets. We are going, sorry, parents. Um, utterly shameless. We're going to play a game, and it's called Who's in Charge? And I'm going to show you some things and some people and some places, and you have to tell me who you think is in charge of that thing, that person, or that place. Does that make sense? You all right? Great. Who's in charge? Right. Let's have a look at our first one. It's slightly easy. Let's have a look at our first picture. Right. What is that a picture of? A school. Well done. And who's in charge of a school? Head teacher. Very good. Well done. Head teacher in charge of school. Brilliant. Right. Let's have a look at our next one. Ooh, what is this? And who is in charge of it? You've answered one. I might get someone else to answer. What is it? Ah, it's not just the police box. What is it? The TARDIS. What's special about the TARDIS? It's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Well done. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Great. (laughs) And who is in charge of the TARDIS? The doctor. 
Yes, indeed. The doctor is in charge of the TARDIS. He looks like he's in charge. Okay, let's have a look at our next one. Ooh, who do you know what that is? Anyone know what that is? This is quite hard. Hogwarts. Well done, it is Hogwarts. Who's in charge of Hogwarts? Dumbledore. Brilliant. Yes, he is. Dumbledore is in charge of Hogwarts. Brilliant. Right, let's look at our next one. Who's in charge of this? What is this? Ooh, what is it? It is an aeroplane. Who's in charge of the aeroplane? Puppy, who's in charge of the aeroplane? Do you know? Do you know who's in charge of the aeroplane? Do we know? A pilot. Captain, pilot. Well done. Brilliant. The pilot is in charge of the aeroplane, which is a good job. Okay, what else do we have? Does anyone know where this is? Ooh, does anyone know where this is? Oh, very close. And where, where does Lucy come from? Where did she go to? Yeah, in the land of? Narnia. Narnia, yay, brilliant. And who's in charge of Narnia? Who's in charge of Narnia? Ooh. Sacrilegious. Oh, my goodness. Martin, you'd be ashamed of yourselves, Martin. Right. Aslan. Aslan. The witch is the fake person. Right, okay, who's next? Right, what about this? Where is this? The United Kingdom, well done. And who's in charge of the United Kingdom? And we're trying not to be controversial here. <laughs> Who do you think? Who do you think is in charge? The king or the? Queen. Well done. The queen. Or David Cameron? Sorry. Let's swiftly move on. Um, great. Who's in charge of this? Where's this? Australia. Well, in Australia. The United States of America. Who's in charge of the United States of America? Obama, Barack Obama, the President of the United States of America. Now, let's have a look at our last one. What is that? What is that? It's the world. Well then, who's in charge of the world? Who do we think? God, Jesus. Now, that's what we're going to be looking at very, very quickly in the last few minutes. We're going to be looking at God, Jesus who is in charge of the world. Um, now, let's see if we can get the first two verses of our passage back up. And I'm going to read this again. Now, listen very carefully, because I'm going to be asking questions about this passage. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in, these, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For he saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So this baby who is born in Bethlehem in Judea seems to be very, very important. Now, he is very, very important because of the kind of visitors that come to see him. Can anyone tell me, from what we've just looked at, who is it that is coming to see Jesus? The wise men. Very, very good. Oh, I thought it was going to hit your head then. I'm so glad I didn't. The wise men. The wise men have come to visit Jesus. Now, these sound like quite clever people. This is probably a little bit like what they look like. We have no idea. But they would have been very, very clever. Wise men, these important people, have come to see Jesus. Now, can anyone tell me from the passage that we've read what they call Jesus? They said, we've come to look for... King of the Jews. Fantastic. We've come to look for the King of the Jews. Jesus is called King of the Jews. Now, isn't that interesting? Because there's another king in this passage, isn't there? 
And what's his name? Mm. What's his name? Joe's name. Not Joseph. Herod. Very good. King Herod. King Herod is a king here as well. There seems to be two kings. Now, who have the wise men come to see? They've come to see Jesus, the king of the Jews. Well done. They've not come to see King Herod. Now, isn't that interesting? Now, imagine the scene, right? Imagine you are king. You are king of the land. You are very important. And very important people come and they want to see you. Oh, how exciting. That makes me feel incredibly important that important people want to come and see me. So they come and see you and they say, Hey, king, we are here not to see you, but to see someone who is more important than you, someone else who is a king, who is king over you. He's actually the king of your country. We're coming to see him. Now, can you imagine what you feel like? Now, we read that Herod didn't feel very good about this. They've come to see someone more important. Herod thought that he was king of the Jews. Herod thought that he was actually in charge. When it seems that King Jesus, this baby who was born in Bethlehem, is king of the Jews. And he seems to be in charge. Now, that makes Jesus more important than Herod, doesn't it? That, in fact, makes Jesus a king. It makes him the king of kings. It makes him incredibly important. He is more important than Herod. Can you imagine that? These wise men recognized that Jesus was the true king, not Herod. So that's the first thing we learn, that Jesus was the king of kings. Now, what... Indeed. Well done. Now, what else do we learn? Where do these guys come from? Where do the wise men come from? Can anyone tell me what we were looking at, where they come from? The far east. Well done. Very good. They come from the east. Look at this. Wise men from the east. Now, this is really important, and this is what we're going to finish with. This is very important. The wise men come from the east, which means that they haven't come from Israel, or from Bethlehem, or from Judea. They've come from another country. They've come from a foreign country. And these foreign men recognize that Jesus is their king. And you know what? Matthew puts this true story as part of his talking about Jesus to show that Jesus just isn't king of Israel and king of the Jews, but he is king over everyone. He's king over the wise men who come from a completely different country. That means he is king over the whole world. That means he is king over everybody, everywhere. And that is God's gift to us at Christmas, the gift of Jesus, who is a king greater and better than King Herod, and isn't just king of the Jews, but is also king of all people everywhere in the world. Now, why does this matter? Why is this important that God gave us Jesus, who is king over all peoples all over the world? Well, let's remember what we looked at last week. Can you remember what we looked at last week? We saw God's Christmas present, a saviour. He's come to save us. He's given us himself so that he lives with us the whole time to help us. Now, can you imagine someone like that, who loves you so much to save you and loves you so much that he gives of himself to live with you and to help you every single moment of every single day that he should also be your king. 
Isn't that incredible? That's so much better than David Cameron. That's so much better than the Queen. It means that someone who really cares and who is really powerful really is in charge. Isn't that amazing? That's wonderful news, and that is a great gift for us at Christmas. And you know what? This is where I'm going to end with for the moment. Um, Matthew, in his gospel, right at the end of his gospel, says uh, something very, very important. He says this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That's because God, Jesus, is king of all the nations. That is why in Chalmers Church, in a Hollywood church, we have people who go to the other ends of the earth to go and tell about this King Jesus. Because it is incredibly good news, isn't it? It is wonderful good news that God has given us this gift in Jesus. Now, here's a few pictures all over the world, from South America to Africa to China to Australia to Europe to right here at home. People all over the world are allowed to hear about this King Jesus. Now, if this is true, and it is, if Jesus Christ is king over all the earth and over all the world, that means he is king over you and you and me, and all of us in this room. And that is very important. And the question I want to leave you with, just before we go and sing again and Robin comes up, is this. If Jesus Christ is king over the whole world, and if he is king over all of us, how should we respond to this king? Now, boys and girls, um, we're learning today about God's Christmas present to us in Jesus. Three things, and you did brilliantly Those of you who are here on Sunday to remember, God gives us a savior. God gives us himself, which I think is a a wonderful thing. Jesus is with us by his Holy Spirit as our friend all our life. And God gives us a king for all people. Now, how should we respond to Jesus, God's king? That's what I want to talk to you about. Now, first of all, though, I want to ask you a question. And you'll see it on the screen. Who is coming to lunch today? Who's coming to your house for lunch today? Can you tell me? Who's coming for lunch? Daddy is coming? Daddy and his girlfriend are coming for lunch. Lovely. Who's coming for lunch today? Your uncle is coming, who's all the way from America. It's great. James, who's coming for lunch? Your granny and your granddad. Mario, who's coming? Your sister from Leeds. Has anybody got anyone coming for lunch that's further away than Leeds? Whereabouts? No. Well, you know, anyone got anyone coming from... Ireland. Your granddad here from Ireland. Is he? He is. He is. That's wonderful. And I think there are some people here from Korea this morning. It's a long way to come for Christmas. You're very welcome if you're from. Now imagine if this person was coming for lunch today. Imagine if you go home this afternoon and you're sitting there and you can smell that lovely smell coming from the kitchen and you're just relaxing in front of the television on your 15 selection box and suddenly there's a ring at the bell about five to three and this person comes for lunch. What would you do 
if Her Majesty rang the door. Here's three options, okay? Option number one, you shut the door and she doesn't get in. And you say to her, Mommy says, not today, Your Majesty. You don't want her. Okay, here's option two. You let her in, but you couldn't really care less that she's there, and you don't really welcome her, and there's not enough turkey to go around, so she gets the kind of scraggy bits on a tray sitting in the corner. And, and you just don't really notice. That looks horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> you don't really notice that the queen has come to your house for lunch. Or, option three, you just kind of freak out. Yeah, and you panic and you say, Mom, the queen is at the door and uh, she gets the best seat in front of the fire and it's dinner time. She gets leg and breast together of the turkey (laughs) and uh, she's your honored guest and you welcome her and it's your best Christmas ever because the queen has come to lunch in your house. Now, In Matthew's account, boys and girls, and try and listen to this. You've done awfully well today. In Matthew's account, there are three responses to Jesus as God's king. Firstly, there is Herod. And let's read what Matthew says. You'll see it on the screen. When Herod heard the king was there, he was troubled. And later on in Matthew's gospel, we read that Herod was furious And uh, he did something terrible. He had all the little boys killed. It's a terrible thing he did to try to kill the baby Jesus. He said no to Jesus. And remember the slide when if the queen comes, he shut the door on her face. That's what Herod did. And many people in our world today shut the door on the Lord Jesus. And that's such a sad thing and such a tragic thing. Second response, you'll see, is from the religious leaders. These are the kind of religious people who are in charge of, of like what was the church in, in Jesus' day. And, and the wise men said, where is Jesus? And they kind of looked up their book, the Bible, and they said, well, uh, uh, the Bible says he'll be born in Bethlehem. But they didn't really have any joy in their heart, and they didn't go looking for him. And when they did find him in the end... They were just cold and indifferent to the Lord Jesus. And like Herod in the end, they said no. I'm going to just say something to the moms and dads here. I think when we think of Pharisees and teachers of the law and all these guys, we think they're like pantomime villains and we boo them off the stage. I think in our hearts as Christians, and many of us are, there's a Pharisee in us all. And I think with the rolling years, and with Christmas, after many years, we can just let it drift by, and we're apathetic, and we're indifferent, and we know the Bible, and we know the story, but we forget the wonder of what it means that God has come in the person of His Son and as a Savior. And I encourage you today, as I encourage myself, is do not let it drift in and out of Christmas Day. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. If you think, and somebody said this to me a few days ago, and it's been in my heart and mind for a few days. They said they're too old, 
too old to trust Jesus in their life. You're never too old to trust Jesus. And you're never too young, boys and girls, to trust Jesus. Let's never, ever be casual about Christmas. The last response is the response of the wise men. Let's read what they said. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. What do you think rejoicing exceedingly with great joy means on the happy scale? <laughs> what do you think? They never stop. That's a brilliant... What's your name? Maria. Maria. That's a brilliant answer. They never, ever stop rejoicing. They rejoice exceedingly with great joy. Now, whatever's going on in your life, whatever is going on, and there is stuff going on, if you know Jesus Christ, you've got joy, boys and girls, that goes down to the soles of your feet and in your heart that all is well. What's the second thing they did? Can anyone read? No, before that, what's up there? You're right, we'll get to that. They fell down and worshipped him. And if the queen came to lunch today, Matthew, if the queen came to your house for lunch today, I bet you that you and your mum and dad would kind of be doing this all day. (laughs) You would, because she's the queen. And if the Lord Jesus walked in here, you know what we'd do? We wouldn't stand up and sing joy to the world. We'd fall down on our faces and worship the king, wouldn't we? It's what we'd do if the Lord Jesus came today. And the third thing they did, what did they do? What did they do? They opened their presents of gold and myrrh and frankincense, and they laid them before the baby Jesus. What do you think, boys and girls, is the best toy that you have in the whole world. What do you think it is? Something you maybe got today or something you've got in the past. Tell me your favorite toy. Come here. Come up here. Stand up here. What's your favorite toy? What's that? Foxy. Foxy. It's beautiful, isn't it? Somebody else tell me your favorite toy. Your? What are they? Your shoes. You see, parents only know the toys for children of their age. Okay? <laughs> Love the shoes. Any other favorite toy? One more? Um, Ninja Turtle Motorbike. Ninja Turtle Motorbike. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, boys and girls, all these things are great. But the best thing we can give the Lord Jesus, it's like your mums and dads. They give you these toys, but what they really give you is the love in their hearts. That's why they give them to you. That's better than the toys. The best thing we can give the Lord Jesus is our hearts. And that means loyalty and love and willingness and obedience and service. And the wise men were wise in how they responded to the Lord Jesus. Isn't it great news? It's really, really good news. It's good news that we have a king who loves us and who looks after us and wants to be with us all the time. It's great news that we have a king who wants to save us. And it's great news that God gave us this king at Christmas. And that's what we are remembering this very day. So as you open any more presents and as you eat your food and as you're with your friends and your family, remember that these are good gifts from a good king. 
And it also that the ultimate good gift was Jesus Christ himself who came to save us uh, from all the things that we do. Isn't that wonderful?